Blog Talk Radio. appreciate you having me on the show. Um, so you're clearly a busy guy. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and clearly have had this very diverse and uh, very sort of high-powered business experience. Why in the world fruit flies? Well, I think you, you lavish me with high-powered compliments, but uh, that may be debatable one way or the other. Um, what I'll tell you, though, is that it was really personal experience uh, seven or eight years ago that threw me into the world unsuspectingly uh, of sustainability and and a product that would not only change my life but is also positively impacting the the food supply chain, which is what you mentioned in in Fly Punch, our uh, fruit fly eradicator formula, and really. Eight years ago, as, as kind of the story goes, I, my wife and I were in Florida at the time, uh, which is where I'm from, and it was October. Our windows, as a result, were open, and our doors were open because, you know, while the weather is, is nice enough to have any of that open, you've got to do it in Florida. And as such, we're sitting there eating dinner, having a nice glass of wine, and out of seemingly nowhere, um, there were swarms of fruit flies in our house. And typically, fruit flies will hitchhike in on the produce you bring into the home. But in this particular circumstance, there were actually swarms of fruit flies, quote-unquote, roaming the neighborhoods. Uh, It actually made the papers that there were these fruit fly swarms that had kind of descended on Naples, um, which is where I'm from in Florida. 
And so it was at that point I did what anyone would typically do. You would you go to your Google machine and you type in, how do I get rid of fruit flies? And you roll through all of the home remedies that might be out there. And we tried all of those and none of them really worked. And so we kicked it up a notch and went to uh, the next stage, which is buying products that claim that they can get rid of fruit flies. And none of those worked. And so uh, that really set me on to... Uh, this winding path of <clears throat> trying to find a solution that got rid of fruit flies because, quite frankly, there were two things that I was concerned with. The products that I was able to buy either didn't work or were extraordinarily toxic, and I had young children at home at the time. Um, and in addition to that, uh, the I had a really hard time understanding in this day and age particularly of technology, how there couldn't be something out there that got rid of such a simple and commonplace problem. And so from there, I actually spent the next four years um, as what I would call a vengeful hobbyist. Uh, I was still working, still in private finance, and really had you know, no intention of diving into the world of fruit flies. This was more just a, you know, I've got, there's got to be a better way to do this. And so I did a lot of research. I read uh, a ton of white papers on fruit flies and uh, solutions that uh, were generated that, as we now know, didn't work and um, looked at patents that came before us. And after about four years, I uh, ended up coming into a formulation uh, that got rid of the fruit flies in my home in about 48 to 72 hours. And much like any other uh, budding entrepreneur, I, I did nothing with it. Uh, I, I merely patted myself on the back and said, okay, great. Well, when they show up, uh, inevitably, I'll, I'll have something that can get rid of them in my own home. And that was it. I, I went back to my, my life with my wife and children, and I, I went back to my job in private finance. And it wasn't until uh, a couple years ago, I was actually up here in Greenville, South Carolina, which is where we're based, and I was at a neighbor's house. And we were giving it the, the hard roll into a Friday. It was about 4 p.m. on a Friday afternoon. And so I, he invited me over, said, why don't you pop over to my house for cocktails? And uh, I walk in, and there's fruit flies everywhere. Uh, now, their situation was a little bit more typical, where they had gone and let their produce stay a little bit too long and thought the fruit flies would go away. And, well, they didn't. And so they had done all the things that we had done, though, in – trying to combat them, which was home remedies and buying things uh, either online or in the store, and they were perplexed. And I said, oh, you know what? I'll just let me pop home real quick. I'll, I'll mix up this punch I make, and it'll take care of them. And I subsequently was laughed out of the house, like, okay, come on, Matt. You know, I've, I've gone and I've made these things myself, gone through the Internet, scoured it. I've bought these products, and you're telling me you've got some homemade, you know, concoction that can get rid of them. I said, that's all right. I'll, let me go get it. I'll come back. I put it out. And so 24 hours later, uh, I get a call from my neighbor and he says, Matt, I don't know what voodoo you put on my house, uh, but all the fruit flies we had are gone and they're all dead in that potion you mixed up. And I laughed because I knew it would work. Uh, but he goes, you know, you really need to think about taking this to market. And I didn't scoff, but, but I nearly did. And, you know, I had a good job. I was doing, um, you know, great things with good people. And, um, 
I committed to him at a minimum that I would look into the market. While I knew there was nothing in retail, I didn't really know what the scope of that might be. And so when I looked into the market, I ended up realizing that there wasn't anything up and down the entire food supply chain uh, that could get rid of fruit flies in a non-toxic way. And at that point in time, I was also dealing with two other things personally in my life, which was my son, we had realized, has very severe food allergies in addition to very severe um, household chemical allergies. And my sister uh, was also going through a very bad bout uh, with Lyme disease. And as a result of that, she needed to move away from chemicals in the home and was also watching uh, what she was ingesting. And so in my house at that time, there was this kind of serendipity of sorts where we needed to detoxify our own home. We recognized that there weren't products out there to do that. Uh, and when I started looking into going to restaurants with a family or, uh, again, even what we use in our own home, the, the toxins that we use and the transactional chemical um, compositions that we end up putting on our food, even if it's organic, um, are pretty high. And so in order to, to work that out of our systems and our family and, and going to a restaurant and realizing that they use caustic ingredients to clean their uh, equipment um, and some of the pest control products that they have available, I realized, holy moly, not only do I have an opportunity with this fruit fly product um, because there isn't anything like it that exists, but this could be the lead product in a much larger business uh, that creates products that are safe near food. Um, so Aunt Fanny's, uh, and this is a long way of telling it, but Aunt Fanny's is a brand that creates products that are safe near food because while the, the sourcing and freshness of the foods that we're bringing into our homes have seen this entire renaissance and there's been this natural and organic boom, we're still using a lot of these toxic ingredients and toxic chemicals around our food up and down the entire food supply chain. So Aunt Fanny's is here is not only to, to help people understand what those uh, toxic chemicals are that we use every day, uh, but to also provide alternatives that can vastly improve the food supply chain uh, and in turn detoxify our, our homes, our restaurants, really those most sacred places where our, our food um, comes into contact with over time and, and, you know, just from farm to table. Well, and I think you are part of the growing conversation of it's not just in you, it's in you, on you, and around you. And um, that's certainly, we were talking about Expo East and West before we got online, and uh, that's certainly something I was hearing a lot of at Expo West was it's not just in you, it's on you and around you. So, And I think that's just so critically important. And knowing, you know, all the, the hazards that we're causing ourselves because, you know, we sort of have been on autopilot like, oh, well, of course they wouldn't put anything in a bottle that we could take into our house and would be unhealthy for us. <laughs> right, so, right. You know, and, we've learned that. <laughs> you know, right. Of course the well, government's protecting us. <laughs> well, and I think that's, that's the nice part about the, this renaissance that we are seeing and how our food is sourced. And we believe that the, the next step in this evolution is really, you know, that in, on, and around us. Um, what does that look like and how is it – um, transactional in our everyday lives. And, and the example that I give everyone when we're talking about just our own kitchens is I say, okay, well, 
would, would you ever lick a Lysol wipe? And everyone looks at me sideways and goes, well, heck no, man. I, why would I lick a Lysol wipe? I mean, give me a break. And I said, well, think about it this way. A large percentage of our, our you know, either friends or community or, you know, what we do in every day, a large percentage of people will go and they'll use a Lysol wipe to, quote, unquote, clean their counters before they decide to prep their food on it. And what you're effectively doing once you prep your food on the counter that you just, quote, unquote, cleaned is you're essentially putting bleach on the food that you're about to ingest. And so those are the types of things where, you know, what is clean? Um, what is disinfected? Uh, what is, what's good for us? What's bad for us? And what's the, what are the overarching impl implications of using products that um, have a, a caustic nature that, you know, we have learned to use every day, but, you know, maybe don't use properly or uh, just don't think twice about it. And I think you're, you're absolutely right. And it's great to hear that you had a lot of those conversations at the, the expos is because, um, you know, with us being, at both expos, particularly this this last time at Expo West, we had a lot of people come up to us and say, "Wow, you guys are you're kind of weird." <laughs> I go, I go, well, I, you know, we're 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 happy to be weird. We know we're different. Um, but then they would say, "Well, how do you fit in this?" You know, everyone around you is food, and then we walk up and you have this, you know, fruit fly solution. And I said, "Okay, well, here's how we fit." You know, anywhere there's food, fruit flies are, are vectors of E. coli, and they're a huge food safety concern. And right now, in, in our homes or in a restaurant or in a food manufacturing facility, in many cases, they use you know, poisonous uh, pesticides in order to get rid of fruit flies. And, um, I mean, I, I'll tell you, our, our competitor in the uh, food service realm for restaurants and bars is, is a very toxic alternative. Um, their active ingredient is DDVP, and DDVP essentially originated as a, it was a World War II nerve agent. And so these are the types of things that, that are going into our restaurants and are near our food, and um, it's not safe to handle. Uh, it's actually not, it's not supposed to be around people. It's only supposed to be set out at night. Um, it's only allowed to be around people for a limitation of four hours. Uh, it's illegal in New Jersey. Uh, it's proven to cause cancer in California, completely illegal in Europe. Uh, you know, so there's this education process that we get to go through, which is a huge opportunity for us to drive home our mission. And that was the opportunity that we had at the expos as well, is to say, well, you're right, food is all around us. And this is exactly the type of environment we want to be in because this is where we can affect the most change by educating people about what they're doing with their food. It's not just, you know, kind of the hand to mouth, let's go ahead and fill our bellies, but what else is happening to our food? We, we talk about where the, the origins of our food, you know, whether it's local or organic, but what happens when it's being delivered or what happens in the store that it's being sold in? Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll finish with one more story here before we move on, but, uh, you know, there, there's a, a grocery store here in the Southeast, which will remain nameless, um, and on the back of their produce rack, they had that toxic competitor that I just mentioned, and it emits a vapor. So that vapor was uh, dissipating all over the organic produce. And, and so those are the type of situations that we're out to really change, um, to make sure that 
our organic produce is being treated like it should, that our local produce is being treated like it should. And even for conventional produce that, that you know, once you get it home or that it's not uh, being transactionally contaminated by something that uh, even the, the FDA uh, or EPA wouldn't allow. I mean, so there's a lot of work to be done. We're excited to be working on it, and we feel we've got a, a great challenge ahead of us, but uh, we've, we've been able to garner a lot of support, so we're, we're excited about it. Well, and now that you've told that story about the chain, um, it, that's just terrifying, right? To think that you're paying, especially in a conventional grocery store, you're going to pay more for uh, organic than to know that they're doing something. I just don't even like to think about it. All right, let's move off of that before I get really, really torqued about it. But um, <laughs> let's, let's, what are y'all doing? Um, you have a really interesting mission. It's called the Safe Near Food Mission. Tell us about that. Sure. I think Safe Near Food means that we have so many opportunities in our, our, our daily life to, to contaminate what we're eating. Um, and, and that could be something that we put uh, on our hands as far as a, a cleaning instrument. It could be a, t a certain type of soap or uh, antibacterial gel um, to the, uh, you know, whatever we might wipe our, our counters down with uh, to, quite frankly, what's, uh, again, along that food supply chain. So it, it could be the, the cleaning uh, supplies that, that a restaurant uses on their floor um, or the pest control options that are used in that establishment. Um, in many cases, if not nearly all of them, uh, most of those ingredients that comprise uh, those products are, are toxic. They're, they're not safe for human consumption. And while there are efforts that are taken responsibly to make sure that there isn't any cross-contamination, um, there still is incidental transactional occurrence. And what we want to do is provide products that are just as efficacious as the, those toxic alternatives that are non-toxic that our customers can use, whether it's at home or in a commercial establishment, that satisfy the requirements of the health departments uh, or of you know, the desires of, of having a clean home that won't impact us in, in a negative way. And I think you know, again, we have a challenge ahead of us, but but we're ready to face that challenge. And uh, we've got people that are, you know, juggernauts in the cleaning world, <clears throat> are are juggernauts in the pest control world, and they have subscribed to to what we're doing and where we're going, and and they're lending a hand to help. And so this this safe near food mission is really about detoxifying. Um, our homes in a way that I think most people haven't fully thought through yet, and, and we're here to help them do that. That's awesome. Now, we carry a lot of news on Southeast Green from United Fresh, which is the largest produce um, not uh, you know trade organization. So, and I, we've actually, I've actually done a gleaning project when they were here in, here in Atlanta. You go in afterwards and you glean all the stalls to go to the local food bank, which was really cool. Um, clearly, this is something produce folks can use. Tell us what your plans are for introducing this to farmers and growers. Sure. Right now, we are focusing on post-farm. So what that means is, once the, the produce leaves the farm, so transport and storage, 
all the way to a potential food manufacturer or end user. What we're doing is we're going out and we're saying we have this fruit fly product uh, that is entirely non-toxic. It attracts the fruit flies in a way that they leave whatever they're typically on because they go crazy for it. When they touch the formulation, there's a disabling agent that actually starts to break down their body composition. And then there's another ingredient that actually drags them down to the bottom. So they die in this self-contained, we call them dive jars. They die in this self-contained dive jar and it's really easy. It's no mess and it's simple. And if for some awful reason, uh, this jar actually was knocked over and spilled, um, it's entirely non-toxic, it's safe near food, and you don't really have any concerns about it. And so what we're finding is that the more we educate uh, these growers and farmers, the more they're able to communicate that downstream to everyone that they're working with. Um, what's been great in addition to that is we have started preliminary testing uh, in the fields, and we've had circumstances where in fact, a, a very large winery customer uh, of ours says, you know, we, and this is a, a globally recognized name, and, you know, they, they've said, listen, we use you in our cellars, we use you in our lab, we use you in our tasting rooms, why can't we use you in the vineyard? And we said, well, give it a whirl, that sounds great. So subsequently thereafter, they said, well, you know what, we have our olive orchard brethren over here that have been decimated in Italy and California this past season by an olive fruit fly. Would you be open to testing with them? And we said, well, sure, let's go ahead and give it a whirl. And so uh, the agricultural component for this particular product is significant and growing. Um, it takes a lot more research. It takes a lot more study to be able to roll that out. But post-farm, when we get to either produce distributors or uh, co-packers or, or whatever it might be, we're pretty heavily in use. Um, and so what, what's been great is we've been able to attract some of the, what I'll call royalty from, from the produce world. Uh, in fact, two weeks ago, we just onboarded uh, Barkley Hope who as an advisor. And Barkley is the former president of Albert's Organics. And Albert's Organics, is the largest organic produce distributor in North America. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're able to bring on experts in the field of the industries that we're selling into that really believe in, in what we're doing and where we're going, and it lends a lot of credence to the type of impact we can make. And, and so I think the, the reception has been very good, clearly, uh, and it's all part of being able to you know, make the story more pervasive and sticky and, and allow people to truly understand, particularly if we can get that to bubble up at the grower level, then, then you know, we're winning. Awesome. Now, let's talk about where people people can get it, both, you know, business and uh, consumer. Sure. So business is going to be available through a, a wide variety of, of um, partners. Uh, we have relationships with all of the large food service uh, distributors. So if you at Cisco or a PFG or U.S. Foods, um, they're carrying our product. Uh, in addition to that, we have quite a few regional uh, uh, distributors that are on board. Um, also, with respect to retail, uh, you can find us in Whole Foods. You can find us in Hy-Vee. 
You can find us in True Value Hardware. Um, so there are a lot of retail outlets. You can also find us online. Um, we're sold through a few different sites, both commercially and uh, in retail. So Instawares, which is uh, the, the number one restaurant supply store uh, online, um, we have our product on there, our commercial product. Uh, if you go and look into uh, retail, you can find us on Amazon. You can also find us on, on our own website at www.antfannysco.com. Uh, so there are a lot of different ways that you can get your hands on the product. And we're, we're growing in both retail and commercial capacities um, pretty significantly, and, and we're excited to be able to, to share it with more and more people, particularly as we expand west and, and, and internationally as well. Well, right, and I think, I mean, as a returned Peace Corps volunteer and thinking about those marketplaces, we used to go shop for food. Yeah, there's a lot of places internationally that could use this because so, they don't have refrigeration access like we do. Um, but even refrigeration access does not guarantee lack of fruit flies, right? You're 100% correct. So what's amazing, and I never thought I would ever know this much about fruit flies, um, truly, but what's amazing is that fruit fly eggs can withstand very, very cold temperatures, and they can lay dormant for over a year. And so even if you have a significant cold period or if you refrigerate it, and, and right now we, we source globally our produce. So fruit flies have become, because we source globally, they may stay refrigerated for a long period of time, but when they get out onto that shelf and then they get into your home or into the restaurant, um, there's no reason those eggs can't then decide that they are ready to hatch because guess what? Inside our homes and restaurants, it's temperate. It's you know the, the temperature we're all comfortable with. And so it, it has become very much a year-round problem. And internationally, you're right. I mean, just think of it this way. 95% of the buying power in the world is actually outside the United States. I know as Americans, generally, we don't think of things that way. Um, they're a little bit more myopic. But when you look at the international opportunity here, we've also been very lucky. Uh, we, we have about 45 countries that have requested our product, both commercially and in retail. And we're in the process of trying to discern where we go and, and when. And we were very fortunate uh, to snag the former chief of staff for the International Trade Administration, uh, Adam Wolzewski, who was an Obama appointee. He came on full-time in January not only to help with our commercial operations domestically, but to also help with our, our international operations um, to make sure that as we roll out and as we're growing, you know, listen, we're still a very early stage company, um, but we, we want this to be something, not only our mission, but this particular product to be something that, that really makes a difference, not just at home, um, but abroad. And so I think you're absolutely right. When you, when you look at some of the challenges that different countries face with respect to produce and fresh food, uh, we, we really know that um, we can help increase the food safety, we can help increase profits, we can help decrease contamination and rot, and all those things go a very, very long way um, in, you know, in societies that are not as lucky as our own. Right. Hey, Matt, this has been an awesome conversation, and, and and you know, I, I have I have yet another topic where it makes me completely useless at a party. So I tell people to just put me in a corner now and just I'll just <laughs> off the 
because <clears throat> who wants to talk about electric vehicles and energy efficiency and, you know, fruit flies? So um, really, really enjoyed this, and thank you so much for the work you're doing. And um, we will look forward to – hopefully we'll see each other at Expo East, but if not, um, we'll look forward to following your progress. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate the time and the interest and obviously the, the avenue to tell people about what, what we're working on. Great. Um, have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank, thank you so much. You know, I guess it does take a special kind of person to think that this kind of stuff is is fascinating, and and we are in a renaissance. We're in a, a renaissance in the the sense that there's all these great people, and they see a common sort of stupid, basically what most people would consider an insignificant problem, until you have it, until you actually have it, and people really cool work to to solve it. So thanks to Matt. We'll um we're gonna be taking a break for a couple of weeks and we'll see you in August.